0: Hello and welcome to The Silver King's War. I'm Michael Severs, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we are in Nashville Letters, Part 3, and it begins with some exciting news, but in typical fashion for our hero, the Silver King. He is known for burying the lead. Tuesday, January nineteenth, 1943 Dearest Ones, Forgive me for not writing yesterday. I meant to, but just didn't have the chance. Starting yesterday afternoon at 5, I was put on guard duty for 20 hours. That is, I had to walk a post for 2 hours, then be off 4 hours, and then begin again. So I was doing this until one this afternoon. Don't misunderstand. This wasn't a means of punishment, but rather in the line of duty. Everyone must do it, and it just happened to be my time right now. Believe me, it was the most miserable night I have ever had the misfortune to spend. It was so cold, so very cold. I haven't thought out yet, and it's now. Eight o'clock. I don't know exactly how cold it was, but it was easily the coldest the night there's been. Probably next week I'll have to do KP duty for a day. The cadets here know a little of every duty in the army before they leave, and it really comes the hard way. Now I've got some honest to goodness good news. The classifications have been posted, and I'm up as a pilot. Evidently, I was up to specifications. I can't tell you how happy this made me. It was what I really wanted, and it's such a relief to have it. I suppose now I'll be sent to Maxwell. That would be everything I could possibly ask for. Gee, I wish I could be with you tonight, or... Now, just be able to talk to you. I'm so happy. I wish you were here to share in my joy. Thanks for sending Leona's letter. I do appreciate the tips. I'm trying my best to comply with every one of them. However, putting these into practice now will only bring results when I do go to pre-flight training. This is more of an orientation than anything else. No, I haven't had a chance to meet the chaplain as yet. However, I'll make it a point to meet him, as he is just the man who can obtain some time off for me. There is no name for this camp. It's just called the Army Air Force Classification Center of Nashville. That's about all for now. I'm glad you're feeling well and taking care of yourselves. I'm trying to do the same. Give everyone my regards. Tell Ida I will write her as soon as I can. I will write Leona again tonight. I wrote her the other day for the first time. Please write soon. I love and miss you, Stan. As Stanley continues his preparation for free flight at Maxwell, he writes from Nashville on Wednesday, January twentieth, 1943. Dearest Ones, I really put in a full day today. This morning at 7.30, we had a lecture on the different things that are necessary for us to know. Following that, there was drill for two hours. Again, I was taken from the ranks and put in charge of a platoon. I was putting them through the movements when the lieutenant came over to take my name. That meant I have a good chance of being appointed cadet officer. Perhaps now you'll believe I'm doing my best and receiving results for it. I almost screamed my lungs out, calling out the commands, but it was just worth it, and I get a great kick out of it. This afternoon, we had calisthenics for about two hours. Honestly, I took a beating like never before. All the running around I did before I came into this man's army Took its toll. I'm sore all over, but it's a good feeling. Sort of like taking a good clean bath and washing all the dirt off. Believe me, I'll be a big man when this war is over. Tonight I'm going to a movie with the fellows. It's a good picture and will afford me a chance to relax for a few hours. God knows. I won't have any trouble falling asleep tonight. It was swell hearing from you today. You are wrong about the preliminaries. We are through with everything but the typhoid and tetanus shots. However, that wouldn't prevent me from being shipped out of here any day. Being classified already, there is nothing to hold us up. The shots can be administered at any camp. I am Always going to try to write you every day, so in case sometimes you don't hear from me for a few days, you'll know I'm moving to a new camp. I've got my fingers crossed it will be Maxwell Field, but I won't know where I'm going until I get there. Must go now. Please write soon and give Ida my love. I love you and miss you. Stan. Our hero, the Silver King, has a new streak, And this is from Thursday, January 21st, 1943. Dearest Ones, I received your letter and package today. Thanks a million. It really wasn't necessary for you to send the things now, but I'm glad you did anyhow. The reason I haven't sent any clothes home yet is because I sent out my laundry in one of the barracks bags and therefore didn't have anything to put my clothes in. The laundry should be back Saturday, but I'm afraid I still won't get to the express office until I'm out of quarantine. That will be Tuesday, providing no one catches the measles. I'm sorry I didn't tell you to send the sleeveless sweater. However, when you return the barracks bag, you may enclose it with some steel hangers. I need hangers very badly, and it's impossible to buy them here. About five or six will be plenty. I appreciated the cigarettes, but I'd rather you wouldn't send them. I can buy them by the carton for a dollar thirty here on the post, so it would be foolish for you to pay more for them. Today was another full one like yesterday lecture, drill, and calisthenics. Besides that, we had to scrub the barracks before supper for inspection. You never saw such a dirty place as this. It's a little cleaner now, but it took hard work to get it that way. You should have seen me mopping the floors and washing windows. You wouldn't have believed your eyes. The army is doing wonders for me. Well, so far I've missed catching a cold knock on wood. Almost everyone else is either coughing or sneezing. I guess my resistance is pretty strong. However, I have practically lost my voice. This is due to the drilling the cadets yesterday. Not being used to it, it got the best of me. It should be cleared up by tomorrow. Don't worry about it. It has warmed up considerably here. The cold spell there must have come direct from here. It was four degrees above zero the night I walked guard duty. I noticed in the paper that Chicago is getting the brunt of it all. Leona must be miserable. By the way, I would appreciate it if you'd get me a subscription to the news. I can't buy a Birmingham paper for love nor money, and I surely do miss it. Going to bed now. We'll write again tomorrow. You write too. Love to Ida. I love and miss you, Stan. The Silver King continues on Friday, January 22nd, 1943. Dearest ones, It was a big day for me in mail. Besides your wonderful letter, I received one from Leona, Aunt Lena, and Betty. It's wonderful to receive so much mail. I'm glad you sent them my address. Mother dearest, I'm terribly sorry you feel as you do. You know my utmost desire is to make you happy and to have you share in my happiness. There is really nothing to fear in my being a pilot. Almost every accident can be avoided, and those that do occur are solely due to carelessness. You can believe me. I shall always be on my toes and ready for anything that occurs. Remember that knowing I'm doing something you do not approve of won't aid in my doing my best. Please don't worry. Rather, be happy as I am in knowing I'm doing something worthwhile. Here's some good news. I've been appointed corporal of my squad. It was quite a surprise and thrill, especially so since it goes down on my record. I'm sure it will bring great dividends when I go into pre-flight. My job is to take the role at all formations and report the absentees. I don't have the slightest idea how long I'll be in Nashville. Quarantine is over Tuesday. Then we'll be able to go anywhere on the post without a detail. Also, we'll be able to go into town Tuesday afternoon. That is, if nothing sets us back, such as KP duty or general tours. You just can't tell what will happen from day to day. We're supposed to get two afternoons off a week, but I still don't know what the hours will be. The only solution that seems best in your coming up will be for me to call you when I'm sure as to what will happen. I'll be able to get to a phone when quarantine is over. I can't wait for you to see me in uniform. I'm very proud of it. I'm going to have some pictures taken by the photographer on the post, if he's reasonable enough. Everyone is busy preparing for inspection tomorrow. Every day we have inspection. But Saturday's inspection is more meticulous than the others, so I must get busy, too. Polish my shoes, hang my clothes just so, and straighten out my barracks bag. I'll tell you about the food, etc., next time. Take care of yourselves and write soon. Love to Ida and Bluma May. I love you and I miss you. Stan. The Silver King is close to the end at Nashville, as he writes on Saturday, January 23rd, 1943. Dearest ones, quarantine was lifted today. It's a pleasure now to be able to go where you please. Our day is over at 4.30 every afternoon. So from that time until lights out at 10.30, our time is our own. The extra privileges we get from this are going to the peak X, the restaurant, and the movies without going in detail. I'll be able to get to a phone now, and will try to call you tomorrow. All cadets must sign out and sign in, and if I want to leave the area before 4.30, I must get special permission. I am going to try to get this tomorrow after lunch to call you. If I can't, then I will call Monday night. I want so much to talk to you. Reveille is 6.15 in the morning. Due to Sunday, we get to sleep in a little later. Also, tomorrow I will start on the typhoid and tetanus shots. I just hope they won't make me sick. At the restaurant tonight, I ran into Sonny Wertheimer. It was a real surprise. He was classified as a bombardier and has been here for seven weeks. He expects to ship out in the morning. But, of course, he doesn't know. Definitely. Rumors have begun to spread around again. The latest has it that there is a class graduating from Maxwell next week. Consequently, we expect to fill in the open places. I hope it's true, as the sooner I leave here, the better. I would like to be able to tell you to come up, but everything is so indefinite, it's impossible to make any plans. Perhaps later we'll be told something definite. Then you'll be able to come up. Inspection went off okay this morning. Even the colonel came through the barracks. Two of the fellows received gigs and will have to walk guard on a day off, but the rest of us passed okay. My laundry came back today, so I'll be able to send home my clothes. I'm hoping Monday I'll get permission to go to the express office. Please return my barracks bag as soon as possible. Also, send about five hangers, the sweater, and maybe you can throw in some of Ida's homemade cookies. Here's hoping I can talk to you tomorrow. I missed receiving a letter from you today. Please write soon. I look forward to your letters so much. Love to Ida. I love and miss you, Stan. And now our hero, the Silver King, is ready to move. It's Sunday, January 24, 1943. Dearest ones, it was swell talking to you today, Dad, but Mother, it was certainly a disappointment to have missed you. If I had known ahead of time, I would have been able to call. I would have let you know. No, as it was, I didn't know until yesterday. And then today, I had to wait to get the phone. It seemed like everybody was calling long distance. It would really be swell if you could get here Tuesday. I'll only have from 4.30 to 11, but that's better than nothing. I'm also supposed to get off Thursday afternoon, but I've had another unlucky break. On that day, I have charge of quarters, which means I stay in the orderly room for 24 hours, taking all phone calls and messages that come through. Therefore, I won't get to go to town Thursday. I don't mind, though. It will be good experience, and I'll enjoy it. This morning, we had our first shots, tetanus in the right arm and typhoid in the left. As yet, my arms are only a little bit sore. Reveille wasn't until 6.30 this morning, and due to the shots, I was free from formations all day. It was a pleasure just to lie around all day. Late in the afternoon, I went to a movie with the fellows. Well, it seems fairly definite we will be shipped this week. You can feel it in the air, and it's on everyone's lips. I surely hope the rumors are correct. Nothing could make me happier than to leave here this week bound for Maxwell. Naturally, I won't be able to tell where or when I'm going. Just remember that when there is a few days interval in my letters, you'll know I'm on the way. The meals today were very good. Breakfast was pancakes, sausage, and fruit. Lunch was fried chicken, potato, string beans, salad, and fruit cocktail. Dinner was hot ham, potatoes, peas, head lettuce, and canned fruit. Thus, you can see how well we're eating. I'll probably gain plenty of weight once I get right into the swing of things. Tell Ida I surely enjoyed her letter. I will write her tomorrow if I get the chance. Right now, I'm going to bed. Please try hard to get here Tuesday but be sure to let me know one way or the other. Take care of yourselves and keep well. I'm feeling swell and trying as hard as I know to be a good soldier. Received your note today. Thanks. I love you and miss you. Stan. This is the end of Nashville Letters. Our hero, the Silver King, is on his way to Maxwell Field in Montgomery, Alabama, and you are listening to The Silver King's War.